0: Before we uh, look to the Lord's Word today, don't forget, uh, I know a lot of you work late, but uh, just this time of year is just a great time of year of Easter, and this Thursday we have our special service that we do once a year to celebrate communion, and uh, that's at 7 o'clock this Thursday night right here, and uh, again, I know a lot of you have to work, if you could hurry and get out of work a little bit early, or whatever I take it, we'll have our service at 7, and it's just a great time of reflection, of know uh, the hope that we have uh, for all eternity is because we celebrate the new covenant, uh, and we have hope, knowing that through the death of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, what a great time of year. This is the easiest time of year, <clears throat> Easter, to invite somebody to church. Even over and above Christmas, everybody's so busy at Christmas. So, um, anyway, so just, uh, really be praying if you can make it Thursday night and, uh, and then Easter services on Sunday. So, uh, you know, if you're here visiting today, uh, my message is just a little bit different than what it usually is. It's still the third part of we're looking at God's word today on no doesn't always mean no. And, um, I don't know what it is in your life, and maybe a, a dream that you had, and maybe you have let it go, but I want you to know with God, all things are possible, and we're going to look to God's word today. Again, message is a little bit different because, uh, you know, the Lord's working in City Church, and uh, some things have happened that I didn't foresee <clears throat> uh, in a way that... Uh, I'm going to weave into the message today and gives us a lot to, to pray about. Uh, the future of our church, where we're headed, as I said last week, uh, the special announcement I was going to share today. No, I'm not getting married, and no, I'm not moving anywhere. So, <clears throat> anyways, for the yes, you're welcome, die. But, <clears throat> you know, I'm just so grateful. I, I just, I, I love what I do. Uh, sometimes it gets so a little busy. Had a funeral yesterday of a Precious couple that were married over 50 some years, and uh, I've got another funeral again even this week, and it uh, can get busy sometimes. But to know that what we do, what we're about, we're about giving people hope. And so as we look to God's Word today in Habakkuk, I, I challenge you to look not just for what we want to do uh, at City Church, but what we want to do personally? What, what, what is it that's something that you have on your heart, whatever it might be, that maybe you just kind of let go of, it's not going to happen. But I want you to know today, through God, anything is possible. Let's pray. Father, we're just so grateful today, Jesus, that, Lord, as we talk about the future of City Church, Lord, uh, we ask for your direction. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, the way you birth city church, Lord, the way you continue to work and as we have celebrated our fifth anniversary, Lord, and it's so uh, amazing to me how quickly time has gone by. So Lord, I pray as we look to the next chapter <clears throat> of what you want us to do, may we wait, may we wait on you, and you will make it clear. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, all this has come about, you know, I, I, I want to share with you, I don't like, uh, like, leaving something <clears throat> to the end. You ever, you ever, you know, it's like those uh, kids, if you remember, uh, if you're old enough to remember the, the, the TV show called Lassie, did everybody, I've just lost about half of you, <clears throat> but there was a TV show on that was Lassie, and There was uh, studies done by uh, sociologists and psychologists about uh, a lot of kids had to quit watching because there was always at the end, you know, Lassie was in the dog was in some type of of trauma and you wouldn't find out till next week what was going to happen. Anyway, so I'm not going to do that today. Uh, I want to share with you right at the beginning what's going on. Um, Give you a little background. Uh, My grandfather started a church, and I always want to talk about how that maybe many of you uh, don't know a lot about what I'm about to say, but in the early 1930s, my grandfather started a church with 13 people, and he so believed God and the vision that he had to reach people for Jesus that he, on 2324 Manchester Road, uh, he built the largest church. He, some of you and, and all the members of the temple built the largest church in America and the largest Sunday school in the world, which is hard to believe in the studies at that time. And, um, I grew up in that. My brother and I did and didn't know any different, uh, other than, you know, this is just was normal to us. And, uh, To make a long story short, I never thought I was going to be in ministry, and uh, the Lord uh, had other plans, a lot of you, uh, many people praying for me, uh, many different things that I was involved with. Anyway, so the Lord watched over me and called me into ministry, and and as the years had gone by, I always had this vision of what I saw my grandfather, my father do, reaching thousands of people for Christ. I wanted to do the same. Well, uh, a few years ago, I thought that that was pretty much over, that I couldn't do anymore what I wanted to be able to do because of what I went through in my marriage, what I went through personally, and I pretty much, the dream had had died. And that was always a special place for me out on 2324 Manchester Road. Well, last May... Uh, I was so pleased to know as the building and we started City Church several years ago and the Lord is blessed and and I would always have to let you know, I would always have people come up to me and say, hey Dallas, you ever think that you might go back there or buy the building and, you know, move back? And and I I didn't know. I didn't even know what to say. And finally last May, I was so pleased to know that another church had had bought the building out there and, and they were going forward. And finally, after all these years, I was released of it. You know, like, oh, okay, we can go forward. Whatever the Lord's going to do here, we're going to go and, and, <clears throat> and bless whatever's going to go out on 2324 Manchester Road. Well, I want to read this these verses. I don't want to get ahead of myself, and then I want to get back to what took place. And Habakkuk, the prophet. In Habakkuk chapter 2, he has a conversation with God in verses 1 through 4. And he says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. In other words, God, and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Now, this is where I want it to come in for you. I want you to know what is it in your life with the Lord in the middle of it. Maybe it has to do with your family. Maybe it has to do with something you've always wanted to do with Jesus. But you've let it go. I want you to know with God all things are possible. And don't let that dream die. Even though it might seem dead, God is always working through the power of his spirit in your life. As the scripture continues, he says, but at the end it will speak, it will not lie. Though it tarries, in other words, the vision, though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall Live by his faith. That's all of us today. If you really want to be able to have a joyful life, some of you, many of you, cannot figure out what you're going through right now. And as that scripture says, you have to hold on and live by faith. So, as my heart was always there, and excuse me, <clears throat> growing up there that last May the buildings were sold and, and we're going to do whatever we're going to do here. I'm just so thankful for oh, the Lord's blessing. And then just a couple weeks ago, and that's why I want to talk about it even being this Palm Sunday, because so many things are, so many people are talking to me. I needed to share with you today and then we just pray about it and let it go. That a couple weeks ago, uh, after the ministry, the other ministry that had purchased the buildings out there, uh, a couple weeks ago that they had announced, they're moving out. They're going to, for what I understand, move back at least right now into their prior facility. And I thought, Lord, uh, here we go again. And I, I just, I, I was really good with it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the Lord is doing. And bless the church that was there and what they're going to do and, and go somewhere else if, it, if that's what I understand they're going to do. But I can't help but think some way, somehow, there is still a vision there. You know, when I've done things in my life and and it's happened to you too and and you have written things down and you wanted to do things a certain way, I've found over the years that when the Lord's involved, I get about 20% of it right. And then the Lord comes through and just blows you away on how he can work it all out. And that's how he works. So, I began to to pray and think, Lord, uh, what what could happen? what is a vision? what What could happen it, out there? And I just want to share with you, and I want you to log this and pray about this, that what I would see out there, what I would see us is as a, as a church, it would move in out there, it would not just be Sunday morning, it would be uh, city church ministries. You know. Many of you have this card that I have, and it has all the different local ministries that we support. Pregnancy service that we could see meeting out of there, the one or two of the both that are here in Akron if they wanted to use the facilities. Homeless ministry. How many people are hurting that, that need fed? Adult illiteracy. Helping to those that don't know how to read or write and be able to share that with them, a foster care program, getting people off the streets, the gang ministry that we support down on Kenmore Boulevard that could take place there. All that's going on in sex trafficking and all the things that we see with single moms and everything that we see that they struggle and go through. And there's not enough places here in Akron when the police get called uh, to get a child off the street. They don't, in many ways, know where to take them. My daughter, Novella, worked at a lockdown at Calvary Chapel, Fort Lauderdale. Broward County Sheriff's Department would bring the kids off the street when they didn't have any other place to take them until they could get them into a foster care system. It, what I'm sharing with you today, it is unlimited that light can be on that hill over there what the Lord could do. It is unlimited. Because people today need hope. They need hope. I share with you today, people have asked me, what's the number one problem that people talk to me about? Number one issue that people talk to me about that that is going on, you know what it is? It's grandparents having to raise their grandkids. That's the number one pressure that pastors are facing in churches today what I'm saying is that all that could be done out there is not just Sunday morning at 11 o'clock it's it's so much more than that and all the different ministries that could take place to give people hope without a vision people perish isn't it unbelievable the time that we live in today You know, I was reading an article last night that there's a city out in California that is going to have to vote this week on whether or not they want to have the, on the police cars, that they still want to have the flag on the police cars. They're saying it's too intimidating to have a flag on a police car. What are we living in? Where are we headed? What's going on? I just know this, that it's getting darker. And I know that what could take place. I'm just giving you 20% of it and letting you see what the Lord could do. And if, knowing if the Lord sows that it would happen, and notice that you hear in my voice a caution, because I never want to say, as all of us should be careful, that I know this is exactly what the Lord wants us to do. We've got to be so careful. But if the Lord be And he would want that to happen. That's what I want you to pray about. Because the Lord is blessing what we're doing. And I believe some way, somehow, that he's getting ready to take us to the next level. I envision and see the altars filled out there and people being saved. Lives being changed. What does God tell us further in his word in the New Testament? In Matthew chapter 16, listen to what he tells us when it comes to something that actually he empowers you and I to do, that gives you hope for your marriage, for your life, for your work situation, for anything. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, Jesus speaks to Peter and he says, I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. You know, not only is that such an amazing passage of Scripture, if you drive by the church on 23, 24 Manchester Road, that's on the front of the church. Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church and." The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now listen to verse 19 when it comes to your life, when it comes to your kids, when it comes to what your fear is, when it comes to whatever it is that you're not sure what's going to happen in your life. Listen to what God tells us. We are a part of his church, his family, and God wants to bless you. He wants to help you, and he says this in verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What is God telling you and I today? He's giving you and I authority. The devil, listen to this. The devil, I want you to know this, when it comes to temptation or accusing you or whatever it might be that he's coming at you with right now. The devil has power. But you and I have power and authority. That's the difference. When it comes to temptation, all we have to do is say no. And he flees. Whatever it is when it comes to your life or my or raising your kids or whatever it might be, He has given you that wisdom, that authority to do what is right. He instills in you the right way to teach those within your family. He has given you the keys of the kingdom in such a confusing time than we've ever lived in before that we see what our kids are being raised in. And God tells you today, he's given you the keys of hope and victory. And he will build his church. Do you know that everything when it comes to giving people hope? Jesus birthed in that passage the local church. And he used Peter to preach the very first message and birth the church. See, because without the local church and churches all across Summit County and Akron and Kent, without the local church... The devil can come in and destroy any society because there's no foundation. But we in our homes and you as individuals, you and I have a foundation. We know who to look to. He's given us the authority to have always victory. And he will build his church. So let me share one other passage because many of you would say, well, Dallas, you know, if that would take place, how do we go about that? What would happen? Well, first of all, I know the buildings and all that goes on out there and, and all that has deteriorated over the years that, uh, uh, you know, how much it would cost to, to remodel and fix that? Are you ready for this? It's about $5 million. Makes us look a little bit different, huh? <laughs> but you know what? That's from the parking lot to the roofs to the to Sunday school classes, all the different things. I, I don't want to get caught up in that today. I'm just here to tell you that with God, in your personal life, whatever you're going through, don't see that obstacle. I'm not talking about that five million right now. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about whatever you're going through. There's something there that looks so big that that vision has been pulled back in your life, and and you've been knocked down too many times. And I'm here to tell you today, with God, all things are possible. So let's get back to the five million. You say, well, we have a building program. No, we are not going to have a building program. <clears throat> let me share with you why. I've been through them. I was, went Calvary, let me, let me just share this. And again, my message, I know is kind of all over the place today. And I just, just really prayed and worked up through this. When I first came back and I pastored at the temple for 12 years as senior pastor, when I first came back, Uh, The church was $6 million in debt, and every month there was a $50,000 mortgage payment. Every month. On top of that, the utilities were $25,000 a month. A month. I don't, in the time that we live in, I, I don't want that ever again because it stifles what you can do in ministry and giving people hope. A well-known pastor once said one time, God can bring the money in just as easily before the hole is dug on a building project and after the hole is dug. So I want you to know today, and then we'll get to the end of the message here, that God is in it. The vision that we looked in Habakkuk, if we wait, God will show us what to do. We don't have to. We, we just keep doing what we're doing at City Church. We just keep doing what we're doing. But I ask you to pray. I ask you to pray because there's so much potential. If the Lord would, would see fit, then so be it. But I'm not going to rush through this because, you know what, we have enough in our account, and, and we've got a tracker now with the church. We could go get a loan. We, if the building, whatever we all worked out, we could probably buy it right now. But that's us. That's not God. Yeah, God has worked through the church. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying, we. This is what I want, and I'm going to share with you a story. Where it close, we want to be able to someday with our church, wherever we end up, if it's there or we buy that, to where we pull back and we said, you know what? Only God could have done this. That's what we want, because we want to be able to reach other people for heaven, and we want to be able to tell them a story that they see that. Man, that is unbelievable. But it gives them hope. It gives you hope for whatever you're facing. Because whatever the, whatever the Lord is going to do, it's going to be so unbelievable that you're going to be able to take it in your life and know that if God can do that, he can do this for me. Let me read this last verse today. And it's a reminder to all of us and then I want to share with you a story. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Speaking of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the scripture tells us God's word. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power of That works in us. So let me first share this with you before I read this story. Is it your marriage today? Is it a job situation? Is it a fear? Are you a single parent? Are you grandparents raising your grandkids? Is it something you can't figure out? I don't know what it is, but I want you to know As we teach all the time at City Church, the Holy Spirit that is within you, that's already working, you have all that you need for God to make it happen. He works within us. He's given us authority. He's given us power. Christ in you, Christ in me, the hope of glory. So let me close with this story about the temple, about twenty three, twenty-four Manchester Road. And it's a little long, but will you stay with me on this? My grandfather so believed that God had a vision for that place that they began to build a building. They grew to well over a thousand people in just a couple years and were growing all over the place and had ran out of room. And they started on a building, the very first building and they got to a certain place to where they'd they'd just run out of money. The building had to stop. And this is what he says in his words, as my grandfather wrote. He first of all speaks in this way. He says, I remember going to one man and asking for help, and listen to what this man said that my grandfather went to get a loan. (laughs) He refused to give us a loan And I seriously told him that by God's grace, we would build that building, that first church building, without his help. God would answer our prayers, and someday we would have our building. He could not understand my faith and said back to me, I could die of a heart attack. Talking about my father, he said, my boy could be kicked out of school and my wife could be driven insane if I persisted with this plan. (laughs) Oh, that's that's really encouraging. My grandfather said, I prayed like Daniel morning, noon, and night. I had promised my people where they were meeting at Reimer School. And with God's help, and theirs, I would build a church in Akron. Over our radio station, I repeatedly said, God will build a church for us. I pleaded with the people using the scripture from the book of Haggai, pointing out, if people had all these homes, why not can we have a church building? I knew there were hard days, money was hard to obtain. Remember now, they were just coming out of the depression just a few years earlier. But I knew the only way we could build was for me to convince the people the obligation to God. It was close at Christmas. We had the roof on the building. There were no windows, doors, no money. A man from Loomis Company offered to let us have everything we needed and said that we could pay them when we were able to, and they let us have the cement to put on the concrete floors. Now we owed several thousand dollars, and we had just $3 in our bank account. Other companies let us use credit Let us pay as we go. In the middle of December, a group of men and myself stood in an unfinished building, and I reluctantly told the contractor that there would be no more material or work for him the following day. There would be no work in the temple. The hammers would stop ringing. Then we made up our minds that since we would be and have no work to do there, we would pray. After the workers had gone home for my supper, or he had gone home. Darkness covered the land. I looked as I went back out to the church and stood there, and I looked up into the heavens with the millions of stars. He said, I made up my mind that night to see if there was someone who would lend us enough money to finish the church. I got in my car and drove back to the church. I stood outside looking at the church. We started with $1,600, and it was gone. As I stood there, I realized I had come to the end of my journey. There in the stillness of the night, I talked with God like a child. I cried saying, Lord, I have told people in the city of Akron that with God's help, I would build a church for the glory of God. But by God's grace, I told them we have a church. Lord, if this building is not finished, then who am I? I'm just a boy from the foothills of West Kentucky, who walked away with just an eighth grade education. I am what I am today, Lord, by your grace. I've studied your word. I believed you've brought us safely this far. I pray to it that, well, I reasoned with God as I would have with my own earthly father, and it was cold. I shivered as I stood there pondering over things that had happened. I remember the disappointment when the industrialists, there was a man that was going to loan them actually the money six months earlier that had died. And then we were demi- denied help. All hope had seemed gone. All hope had seemed gone. Every avenue of help seemed to be closed to us. Christmas would soon be here, and there was a little money in Akron, even for to- toys, let alone a half finished church building. Men who worked on the WPA were fortunate if they had money for candy for their kids. I knew people were saying our church would never be finished. They said it would stand there to mock a young preacher boy who had a vision. Needless to say, I slept very little that night. The next morning, I came and once again, I felt drawn to the cold, barren, half-finished building. I don't know how many times I prayed that day but my mind was ever on the fact that I had persuaded people to give their money to build a church, which is and was at a standstill and only half done. I remember the scripture where Jesus said, count the cost before you start a building. Perhaps the work would go unfinished and the building would become a mockery of me. I remember the man who implied that my dream was too much, and that I would die of a broken heart. And he said I was over enthusiastic and not practical. And I remember what he said about my son and my wife, and what he said depressed me. <clears throat> and that it were not this time to build a church. <clears throat> the contractor had told us that he needed only five thousand dollars to finish the building. Well, when he writes his story back in the '60s, it was like he says, like a hundred thousand dollars then, which would be like five hundred thousand dollars now. He continues on. I went and spoke on the broadcast that night, and I read John fourteen fourteen. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And I prayed on the broadcast, that God would give us $5,000 that we needed. Remember, it was like 500000 today. And I pleaded with every Christian I knew to pray. After the broadcast, we hurried home. I had everybody praying, everybody at church, pray for $5,000. He said it was so unbelievable what the Lord was doing when we were in the prayer rooms that night. Nine men and three women were saved in the prayer rooms <laughs> that's how powerful it was and the spirit was moving At the time the church was two years old the auditorium was overflowing filled all the way to the boiler room and once again we prayed for five thousand dollars the following morning, I went to the hospital where a man's wife was having an operation. I stayed with the man at about 11 o'clock. I went home. My wife told me there was an elderly lady who had been trying to reach me. She had called several times, and one could tell from her voice that she was very old. She called again and asked that I would come to her home. I told her that I had a funeral, and I would come later. She says, no, I just, it'll just take a minute. Would you please come now? So I took the address, and I hurried to her home. I drove up in front of a, an amazing home, a beautiful home, and I was startled and checked to see if I had the right address. I went up, rang the doorbell. Never in all my lifetime will I be able to explain in words what I beheld. There before me was a sweetheart grandmother. Her hair was white as snow. Questioning her, I knew I was at the right home. She said that she knew who I was, for she had heard our broadcast and that she was, and that why she was doing what she was doing, she sent for me. Having asked me to be seated, she left me. Going through the dining room into the kitchen, she returned after a few minutes and put before me a shoebox tied with calico strings. The box was sold, it began to change colors. And amazed I listened, as she said, Brother Billington, in this shoebox is $5,500. I heard your prayer for $5,000 to finish your building. Here's the money and 500 more. This is not a loan, but a gift. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever think or ask. So as I close today, I'm asking you to pray for whatever the Lord leads us in the next step, whatever he's going to do. But just pray. Pray and wait. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord in your life. See, what is it in your life today that you're hurting or You're not sure what's going to happen. I'm here to tell you today, if you wait, you wait. The vision will come true. If you wait, God will bring it to pass. He will give you the desires of your heart if you wait. If you wait and you trust. And you so believe who Jesus Christ is in your life that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than you could ever think or ask. That's who Jesus is in your life today. That's what he can do at City Church. Whether it's $5 million or whether it's something in your life, it doesn't matter because we serve the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and the one who made the universe and the one who is your Lord and Savior. Let's pray. As their heads are bowed today. You know, <clears throat> we're going to do something a little bit different. So, if you will, <clears throat> I want everybody right now, everybody right now, just to stand. I want everybody, if you'll just stand with me. And uh, and I'm going to pray. And I didn't write this down. I didn't. I just said, Lord, you lead us in what you want us to say. And then we'll go into the invitation. So I want to pray, and as I pray, I want you to pray the same that I pray. Dear Jesus, we believe who you are. Would you just repeat that with me today, Jesus? We believe who you are. You are our Savior. You are the King of Kings. And Lord of Lords, Lords. we ask you, Jesus, Jesus. to show us the next step step. for this church church. that you have birthed birthed. to to see and give people hope in such a dark time that we live in. Jesus, we ask you today today to do what only you can do. do do. And may we wait for the vision. vision. Whether it's Manchester Road, whether it's here, here, or whether you have something greater, greater, we're going to trust you. We're going to believe in you To do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. Will you remain with your heads bowed today as Ben leads us? You know, I don't know what's going on in your life today, and it's been a little bit of a different message. But I want you to know this. Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope, whatever it is in your Maybe you've been so long without a, a job and, and you're qualified and you don't know why. Maybe it's a health situation. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe it's to the place that it's a fear that you have. I want you to know, is the only angel told Mary with God, all things are possible if you're here today as a believer maybe that's all the Lord's wanted you to hear today is to hear whatever you're going through wait Jesus is gone. he's coming he's coming and he's going to change your life he's going to change that situation and he's going to do it in a way if you would have thought about it a thousand different times you'll fall on your face and say Lord done it in a way and only way that you could do it if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your savior Ben's going to lead us maybe a friend bring a friend or family we're going to ask you as we do every week invite you if you don't know Jesus as your savior to come at this time and I can lead you and show you in God's word you can find heaven as your home what a time this year that we celebrate on Easter that Jesus died on a cross for you and for me, and all you have to do is pray and accept his gift of eternal life. Ben, will you lead us today?